Hey guys, it's Leash. It's Seth. Welcome to the Undisclosed Truth Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be touching on sisterhood. Can everyone give a round of applause for my sister, Aisha? Yay! Oh, <laughs> so my sister Aisha is joining us today, and we're going to have a really deep, intimate conversation on sisterhood, our evolution of our sisterhood. It's a really juicy story. We have a lot of like things that went on in our childhood to um, like infancy, adolescence, teenage to now, and we really, truly made a full circle, right, Aisha? Yeah, we yeah. actually really did. <laughs> we really did. Thank God for that. Um, and so Aisha's here, and we're going to tell our story. But as usual, whenever we have a guest, we always started off with the rapid fire game. So, Steph, take it away with the rapid fire game, and let's do that to start. Okay, so first question, Aisha mm-hmm. What is your favorite color? Um, I would, it has changed growing up. It was green, but I guess now it'll be blue probably. Oh, peaceful color. Yeah. So what is your favorite food craving? Um, oh man, I would have to say wings, like fried wings. Yeah. It's so good. I can eat that every single day. With a specific sauce or anything? Yes. So I'm a very, I'm a sweet person but i love savory as well so i would say like um maybe like honey lemon pepper or like sweet and spicy um what is your favorite alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink if you have any um i would say non-alcoholic um i you know i mean you can get it virgin but i would say like pina colada girl them things be busting girl they be so good (laughs) they really do okay as far as alcoholic goes um, I'm not a big drinker, but if I were on vacation, honey is a sangria. Okay. So yes. Okay. okay. Some tacos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them things be bussing. <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? I don't really mess with zodiac signs or whatever. I think Alicia can tell me because she always brings it up. She's a Christian gal, so she doesn't really okay. like it. Okay, no, I respect that. She's not into Zodiac, but, but she, what is, is Alicia? she is a Scorpio, so watch out. Oh, <laughs> watch so out nice. for them. If, y'all, if you know, you know. Look, Stephanie, I hear this all the time. She always brings it up. Every time you have an argument or whatever, and I'm like, girl, bump that girl, listen. <laughs> My boyfriend's the same. He's like, what's up with these Zodiacs? I'm like, I'm not like into them. No, me? No. I know, right? So funny. me for your, my sign, like, one of our first covers, I'm like, really? Oh, like, that's something, like, I asked, like, just random. No, no. Don't yeah. get it. It's not serious. It's fine. I just want to know your sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know your big three. It's fine. I'm not going to do anything with it. Oh, so funny. So funny. Um, okay, water sign. Um, where are you from? Nationality and background and everything. Yeah, so um, as you guys know, like, Alicia and I are from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so, like, from a town called Arima. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of the bigger like cities in Trinidad. And where and were you then, born? I I was born in Mount Hope, Trinidad. Well, that's the hospital. Where, right. that's, that's the, the name, name of the hospital. hospital. Yes. So I was born in I guess Port of Spain General Hospital, which is in the city. A way nicer hospital than me because I um, was an emergency birth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. It, it. I mean, the hospitals aren't the best. 
in Trinidad, like the healthcare wise, mm. um, you know, since it's like a developing country and everything yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, Mount Hope was not the best hospital to. It's still the um, worst hospital to go to. Wow, but I mean, you guys still were born healthy and fine, right? Thank God, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. No I know Alicia. Alicia was a struggle girl. I was a preemie. Like, I was a premature baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, how, she how was long a preemie. Did you stay in the hospital? Ooh. My mom didn't care how long I was in the hospital, but my mom said she went to go get me early. Mm. Um, but I was four pounds when I was born, though, so I was very tiny. Oh. You yeah. So like how much I weighed? And you, Alicia, do you remember how much you weighed? Um, I think, girl, I was a thick baby girl. <laughs> wow, a healthy baby. I was like seven pounds and eight, whatever, she was actually, eight pounds she was and seven ounces or something. Smaller than my daughter. I think she was seven wow. pounds. My daughter was eight pounds, though. Oh, healthy yeah. babies. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. And so where did you grow up? Because you grew up until when in Trinidad? Yeah, so I was four going on five. So we moved in 2002. So I was four going on five and Alicia was three going on four. Um, But as you know, primarily like in Miami, we grew up there for like 10 years. And then we had this stint in Scotland for like about 10 months. And then Georgia, we've been here. um, I think this coming year is going to be nine years. 2022 is going to be nine years since we've been in Georgia. Wow. So kind of like equal to Miami. Almost. yeah yeah wow that's crazy time flies i know it's it's insane yeah um do you have any hidden talents um hmm. um i remember i was listening to you guys as one of the the earlier podcasts i think it was like episode two and alicia mentioned about like the double jointed stuff yes and I know that may necessarily not be a talent, but, like, every time, like, I stick my arm out, like, everyone's always freaked out because oh. they're like, what the, ca- we're like, what the crap? Like, Are you, like, hyperextended they- in your arms? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. So, like, it freaks everyone out. So I'm like, you know, whenever I want to, you know, mess with people, I just pull that out. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you play any instruments still? Or? Yes. Yes. Oh. Do you play oh, a ton of instruments? Have- that would go into have any hobbies is the next question so you do you still play yes yeah so I play the violin so um aside from work I teach on the side um so I teach at like a couple of students not that many but like maybe three or four that's beautiful yeah yeah it's it's really awesome and I love to I'm I believe in the statement that says pretty much that uh, you learn to teach others Wow. You know, it's not only for yeah. yourself, that knowledge, but when you yeah. acquire any knowledge or understanding mm-hmm. of a certain subject or even life experience, I believe that um, we're vessels to pour that out onto other people to teach others. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's sense. beautiful. I love that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so true. And very um, humbling of you to mm-hmm. think that way, you know? A lot yeah. of, yeah, a lot of people don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can travel to one place in the entire world right now, where would mm-hmm. you go? Oh, you know, Alicia's probably going to be mad at me when I say this, but it'll probably be Trinidad. Oh, 
Thank God. You. Come on, pick somewhere else. Girl, it's, <laughs> it's so difficult. Okay, other to get than in where would you go? Could you go anywhere? Um, I mean, uh, mm, that's very difficult because there's several places. I mean, if it were like debt free, girl, I probably want to go either to an Asian country, maybe like Thailand, or I mean, there's several other countries. I would love to visit um, different parts of Africa. Um, yeah. primarily same, like, same, same, same. like maybe like Nigeria or Mali. Wow, yeah. Everywhere that um, we're from, where are we from in Africa? Can you list it? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the main is like Nigerian, Nigerian dis- descent. And then I think the next biggest percentage, um, was Mali, Mali. Um, and then you have oh, wow. like some, some like Congo, um, um, and Bantu, Congo and Bantu. Mm. Uh, I think there was like a little bit of Senegal, um, but the two oh. primary um, African descent, like from the different countries, was Mali and Nigeria. And Cameroon. Oh, wow. And I think we have Cameroonian too. Yes, Cameroon. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool, you guys, doing a trip together to visit those areas. I would mm-hmm. love to do that. I that would be beautiful. Me. Not only like therapeutic and healing for both yeah like with my sisters we want to go to like colombia together and like we want to go to like kurdistan together you know like Mm -hmm. together like people even though i mean you know like the experience you guys are gonna have there is different than someone else you know yeah definitely you know it's like you're you guys are gonna be like wow like i have roots here it's a whole different you know experience you guys are gonna look into things way more deeply than someone else would Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, look, I was like talking to one of my sisters and people heal differently. Right. Cause we're always constantly healing, mm-hmm. but she was like my way of healing. Like I'm talking like in her words, like quoting her, but she was like, like my way of healing is like, let's say you travel to a place where that's where your ancestors come from. And like you mm-hmm. spend some time there, like that's healing in itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of like maybe doing a retreat, which no judgment, like if mm-hmm. someone wants to do a retreat and there's always levels of, of healing. But I looked at that. I'm like, that's so cool to just be like, I want to do like do like a, a self healing, more like mm-hmm. a journey spiritual with myself. Like, let me go travel to Nigeria. Right. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you guys, because that's I have roots there and let me spend some time there and let me like learn and see how the people do like live and like what they you know like mm-hmm. a day-to-day thing like I think that would be so great for you guys to do that yeah and the same for y'all too because I think you know like and I could relate this to like to Trinidad you know the I think one of the most beautiful things about going back home to Trinidad is that you see people who look like you Right, you know what I mean? Wow. Like you have that same culture because, you know, in the yeah. United States, of course, very much a lot of diversity. Yeah. But, you know, it's different when you're around like, you know, like even like their accent, their language, yeah. how they speak, their dialect, you know, their way about things. Um, and that would be awesome for y'all, too. You said Kurdistan? Kurdistan? Yes, Kurdistan. That will be really awesome for y'all to visit because you'll see people who look like y'all who, and like, you know. And like you said, even like you you said before, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know mm-hmm. how you're like, oh, Alicia's going to like be mad at me. But for you, you think of Trinidad and you're like safety, comfort, you know, mm-hmm. like you, that's something you know. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why you pick to go back to. And, that, and I hear that a lot with people, like, when they pick a country that they wish to go to, they always pick, like, like a country where they were born, you know, a country mm-hmm. where, where that's where their customs, you know, their customs, food. Mm-hmm. And in America, even in a class that I learned is, is um, language identity, like in the classroom, right? Because mm-hmm. here in America, we learn in what language? We learn in English and that's mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And we learn the history, how they teach it to us, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you don't have your ancestors here and then you're here, you try to, a lot of people, what they do is they try to fit into the quote-unquote norm, mm-hmm. right? So then they start trying to become something that they're really not just because like that's what everyone's doing here but yeah i loved that i love that um oh that's nice yeah Mm -hmm. um so trinidad maybe asia but okay so we're gonna go into these deep questions yeah okay um so for both of you guys what was your childhood like at a younger age like during infancy right like that back and forth since your parents were still married correct yeah married but low-key separated (laughs) yeah i would say um interesting um i think there was a lot a lot of times you know like in i think probably one of the biggest topics of this day and age is like mental health and trauma. Um, You know, we grew up in a household where, you know, there were a lot of like different um, diversity in religions. Um, Other than that, also too, a lot of infidelity that was going on, like with my father, Um, a lot of back and forth, you know, no. of arguments, course, alcoholism, cursing. Well, the alcoholism didn't come in until a little bit uh-huh. later. But there was a lot of arguments, a lot of cursing. Um, you know, I, there was a lot of instability. And although consciously we may not have picked up on it, subconsciously we did. So that had a very profound impact I know on me and I know on Alicia as well, as far as when we moved to the United States, um, that was, I know for me, that was a very difficult step because I was a lot closer to my dad than I was with my mother. And so, um, you know, I, I pretty much tell my friends this, the majority of our relationship and I'm speaking for myself because I can only speak for myself, the majority of the relationship with my father was through the phone because, you know, their marriage was not typical. They were separated, and we would only see him twice a year when we moved to Miami. So you'd only see him for, like, maybe one week in the summer and maybe one to two weeks in December for Christmas and New Year's. Um, So growing up, we literally grew up with the absence of our father, and our mom was the sole, you know, she was the caretaker. She prov- she provided. She did both of those roles. Um, and so, Our mom and our aunt. And I really feel like her being closer to my dad really took a toll on every, um, with everybody in the family. Would you, Aisha, just because I know you, 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 I don't know if you both feel differently, right? But would you have wished to have had, um, like, more of, like, an equal care between both your mom and your dad well yes to an extent like 
for example, like I, if my dad, he stopped because my dad, his religion, it's Islam, you know, and he grew up as a Christian. His parents were pastors. They pastored a church and they did a lot of evangelical work and everything like that. But he denounced Christianity and he uh, converted to Islam. And so part of his, I think a lot of it was politically based because Mm. the frustration of like, you know, like there's so many churches in Trinidad and they're not doing anything. But even then, so too, like you can also bring up like race, like, oh, well, people, you know, who are Christians, they enslave people, which, you know, I think anyone can use any type of theology or ideology that is meant for good and twist it to manipulate people. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. Yes. Let me just say this and make this clear. Um, um, This is not to bash any religion, Christian or Islam religion. Um, Mm -mm. My dad was a very particular type of Muslim, um, and he... I don't think that he definitely was not um, no. the right or appropriate representation of the Islam religion. Like a lot me, of I, it's not religion that's the problem. It's people ruin religion. Yes, exactly. It's a, yeah, yeah, and that's where I was getting into. I think a, the his conversion was not faith led, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I, it was the uh, the ideals of the lifestyle, because wow. being a Muslim, a black Muslim in Trinidad, there were you know it, it, they did they there were there's a lot of things that are linked to them, like as far as corruption, as far as wow. even terroristic activities. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. This I did not know, you know, because I don't mm-hmm. know much. Only what Alicia has told me about Trinidad, but I in was, Trinidad though, not in when I, I didn't know there were there was like a Muslim population there, like in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It was something I wasn't very um, um, informed of, so. Yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't say it's like there's not a huge internet at a huge Muslim population then. No, I would say okay. maybe ten percent or less. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would disagree okay. with that. I think there is a huge Muslim population. No, there's a there's a huge Hindu population. Too. Hindu population. But but there's a lot of Indians in itself already in Trinidad, right? Yeah, yeah. But the majority. Yeah, the majority of them are Hindus or. You know, they may have converted to Catholicism or Christianity. Catholicism is huge, too. Catholic, a lot of Catholics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I think a lot of it has, um, like, a lot of things that were implemented that just did not align, you know. And it just, it it really did. And a lot of it, he, he used his religion to justify infidelity, and he uses religion to just be, like, insanely dangerous and put us at risk when we were younger as well wow. through our childhood, which developed and you guys saw that. Yeah, we yeah. did. You know, him get arrested and, like, just a bunch of stuff happened in our childhood because he was affiliated with not – it's not the religion. It's just him being affiliated with bad people and his actions and the people that he was around. You know what I mean? And so he just made our life more in danger, made it more difficult. Like, and also I still attached a really huge bond to him and I was more attached to mom. So I feel like that caused some type of separation between us as well. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And my mom, the main reason why she also moved to the United States, not only because she got a really good job after her degree that was good benefits and my aunt was here. I don't think that was the main reason. I think the main reason was because our life was so risk-taking in Trinidad, a lot really dangerous. We had to get a huge fence. That way no one could come (laughs) in. And my dad was always paranoid about this, that, and the other. I think the breaking point was when... Um, was when my dad got arrested and all this stuff started happening and the infidelity to, that really led my mom to be like, we're piecing out of here. We're going to United States. We're leaving because it's just not ideal. Yeah, she was thinking about you guys. Absolutely. So then Aisha took it harder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because she was super attached to my dad. And I think that's what really made a lot of division with us because, um, my dad, I think that's where it started because she was close to my dad. I was close to my mom, her and my mom. I mean, they. my mom said they were close, but my mom was also not around that much during when she was a child because she was working and going to school right. and just not home. And so my sister had to be with nannies that treated her really badly. And so I think that, like, wow, she just had the 13 months where I wasn't alive. Um, it was just really hard for her growing up. And then um, it transitioned into being a division where I'm with my mom, I'm in love with my mom, and then she's in love with dad. But my mom had to take her away from dad and we moved to United States. So the division between you guys started immediately when you guys came to America or then it, it, it came later as the I would, mm-hmm, I would say probably instantly because, and this is where I was actually, um, I was talking to Michael and Alicia about this and I think, and I don't want to say naturally, but like Alicia and I were, were the polar opposite. You know what I mean? Polar like, still are. We still are. Yeah, we still are. But like, I mean, we love each other. We may have our disagreements or, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things we don't agree on, but we're, we're mature to be like, okay, we disagree with certain things, but I love you anyway. But I still love you. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Agree to disagree. But I think a lot of it too, because I was more of like a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So when you know, growing up with our Auntie Marie and stuff like that, she has two sons, Michael and Jay. Well, Jay was closer to our age. He's like four to five years older than us. And so when I met Jay, I was in love. You know what I mean? Right. Like I wanted, I wanted even to wear his clothes. I wanted to do everything that he wanted to do. You know, he is, he's like a big brother to me, Mm. you know? And so I think, you know, with me having similar interests, especially being a tomboy and everything that caused a lot of division. And there are things, you know, being a kid that you're not proud of, like when you're an adult, you know, like with that, that led to us kind of like, um, pushing Alicia away. Mm. You know what I mean? Because she liked this girly stuff and I didn't care about that. And I wanted to do what Jay was doing. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, very much like one of my sisters for sure. Like, growing up. Yeah, because my yeah. sisters and I are polar opposites. Like, Yeah. And and I could see where you guys... Yeah, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, it could divide you at a younger age. Absolutely divided us. And also, too, you know, I got along with more of my mom because, my according to my mom, my sister was more challenging. And so I feel like my sister, she was missing and lacking someone who... Because my dad and her are obsessed with each other. They still are. Um, to this day, they still talk and they're very close. But... Um, basically leaving somebody who you were so attached to and having to be put in the care in the home of someone who basically I wouldn't say my mom hated my sister but there was a lot of tension in the home between them always 
she was always getting beat by my mom and like always disciplined for doing this like the smallest things and I obviously was super young and I was scared of my mom so I didn't want to get beat so I would just blame her and then she would get beat for me and so I just feel like which I'm not I'm not bragging about that that's really sad but I don't know why I did that um I think it's because I was scared of my mom yeah (laughs) Yeah, I was scared of her and so I really think that like leaving the nest of like someone who really loves you and cares for you and you're like super attached to them and going into the care of someone who's just always hitting you always disciplining you always telling you that you're doing something wrong or whatever um it's really hard on my sister and then she kind of just leaned towards my cousin and my aunt and more really felt at home in that space and that's what led me to not be as close to my cousin because um one we were not similar two and uh it was just easier for my sister to just find home within my cousin versus like my mom and my interests yeah so I really feel like that caused and weakened a lot of things um within our childhood do you think I should that would you say that you were kind of angry at me growing up because I know we we got into some heated arguments growing up where you were just crazy sometimes well I was just an angry child you know what I mean um I didn't understand myself in a lot of ways. Would you say you didn't know how to um, cope or control your emotions at certain times? Or did I you did. Feel, do you not feel? Did you not feel understood? Yeah, a lot of times. And you know, going back, you know, the the two people who like understand me with the back of their hand is number one Jesus, okay, but number two <laughs> my father. You know what I mean? Because the most unlikely person, the reason being, and I'm not saying I don't have like similar things from my mom. I think, you know, like, you know, I get my looks from her and, you know, I think there are some things, a lot of like my career path, it's very similar to my mom and what she did when she was around my age. Even though she would disagree, but yeah. Yeah. But my dad, you know, internally, we are the same like characteristic wise and um, personality personality and so i really think lacking the male presence um wow. with yeah. just someone home. who was who adored you and who was in love with you who treated you like her, you know someone that you identified in in what you were saying you know and yeah. in, in personality where you like you said you identify in in how you look like mm-hmm. uh, with your mom when you see her but you didn't identify with with most of who she is. Mm-hmm. And that's something... I'm not talking, like, the negative part of what, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, your father um, doing, but, you know, him as a person, like, his likes or... I don't mm-hmm. know, like... Um, which uh, I could... Wow, I can't imagine growing up, you know, and you feel that and then that being taken away. He just, mm-hmm. for some reason, had an immense amount of patience for my sister and... Didn't care if she'll get into the, you know, if she'll get into the... Yeah, she just, he just was in love with her. Um, and growing up, he wasn't that fond of me. And I think that's why they... That's why it just hurt her more. And it didn't hurt me that much. Because we... I honestly don't care. I honestly... Truthfully, people don't believe me. But I really don't care that I don't have a dad. Because we just were not close. He didn't treat me like a daughter. So I just never created that bond enough to miss him or anything or crave him. But literally, um, yeah. It I was think that's crazy. Um, even though I know, um, you know, parents love their children differently, but I've always thought that they love them the same. But would mm-hmm. you guys say that in your case? You, you wouldn't. wouldn't say that your dad loved you Absolutely guys the same. not. Well, Absolutely not. But like, we're both, like, I want to hear from both of you, like, 
Like, Alicia, you say no, but Aisha, what do you think? Okay, so I think... Um, now, as far as, like, my mom goes, my mom doesn't have any favorites. <laughs> she has no favorites. Um, I think as far as Saif goes, you know, I think he kind of has to pick and choose his battles. Because Let me just clarify, has, Saif is my dad. She just my, Yeah, our father. father. The reason being is because none of his kids are close. To, I mean, the majority of his children he did not grow up with you know what I mean and I think I do believe that he loves all of them he loves all of them he has that unconditional love for them but this is where the whole self and the selfishness comes in you know what I mean like you know like uh maybe narcissistic is the better word ego yeah ego narcissism where a lot of times you just love yourself more that you you will put everyone and everyone else on the back burner to get what you want you know what i mean and i personally i personally think saif loves alicia he loves her unconditionally but he he just it's that narcissistic that ego that just gets in the way of a lot of things and i mean it it did it got in away and you know i think in all of his children's um and and losing you guys yeah right because wow yeah how many are you guys in total they're they're seven so seven biologically and then eight you know he adopt like his first wife he adopted um her daughter okay. um so like technically eight but like seven biologically as far as what we know i I mean, I've I've never, you know, I have no experience with um, very narcissistic uh, parents. Um, but I, even though I heard Alicia with her with her story towards, you know, your your dad, uh, I felt I was like he has to love her. I was just mm-hmm. like he just he has to, especially. I don't know. It was just like an intuition thing. So I have had conversations with my dad about, you know, regarding him and I's relationship. And he has said that he does love me, but he loves Aisha more than all his um, kids. And so I respect it. Like, I really, truly think it's just like the bond they think they have. Again, I could be wrong, but I think it probably might just be because Aisha gives him the most attention out of all of his kids. Yes. Hey, you hit it right on the nails. Here's here's my viewpoint on it. All I know of my dad is what my experiences was with my dad. I can't say how he feels or what he wants or what he... All I can do is look at the actions and the way he treated me and go from there. There's nothing else that I I feel like I could really do to... No, but anything how you feel and how you act is totally valid to it. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I just don't think it's my fault on based off of how he treated me growing up for me to have this viewpoint on, like, right. I don't know if my dad loves me or not. I don't know if he prays for me or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I know my mom and my sister were always like, oh, he's your dad, he's your dad. Yeah, but also, too, it's like, I... In a certain way, I just feel like I don't think it should just dismiss everything he's done to me growing up for me to just be like, he's my dad and he might possibly love me or he might possibly. I understand that, but it's like for I, I'm just dealing with the cards that I've been dealt. And really, it's just like my experiences with my dad were never good. And so that led me to be like, oh, I don't know. 
Like, I wish him well. I have no bad blood or anything like that. But it's almost like I just don't know. He's never been my life. And when he was in my life, he was really shitty to me. And so that's all I really know about my dad. That's all I've seen about my dad. I've never seen good sides from him. I've never seen the love side from him. I've never seen that. I've always been pretty cold and pretty distant. And so that's just my experience with him. And so I can't really say otherwise in that instance. But, yes, he might possibly do love me. But that's the way that he loves me. That's a really shitty way to love a daughter, but sure. But do you you think, I mean, I'm so happy, by the way, like, thank you both of you for being so vulnerable with this, because I know this isn't easy to talk about, Mm -hmm. first of all, but um, do you think you you would like to heal, or it would be positive for you to heal that relationship with your dad? Because I feel like, I don't know, again, with your mom, I don't know how Aisha is with, with your mother, but I feel like. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know both of you, like, do you both feel like you guys, or Aisha, you have healed your relationship with your dad, and if not, do you think you need so, and then Alicia, do you think that would be something that would be positive for you? Um, I think I'm in the process of it. I think it's a lot better than where it was before. Um, and that is all glory to God, Stephanie, I'm, I'm telling you, and I, and, you know, I think um, it takes both parties. A lot of times, you know, um, you have to be the bigger person. Although, I mean, yeah. he's 40 years older than me. Sometimes you just have to be the bigger person and just... True. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It is mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, people hold that bitterness and that resentment. You know, and they pin it up for years and years and years and forgiveness truly is for yourself to release those burdens and those ill feelings. You know what I mean? And, you know, in doing so, and it, and it, it, it has been a very difficult road. The majority of times, there are times even now, being really honest, where sometimes I just don't ever want to talk with him again. That I don't wow. even want to pick up the phone and call him. But you right. know what? I do it anyways because my prayer is that you know, that he will come to the realization um, that he will own up to the mistakes that he has made, especially in regards to his children. Wow. And that he will, um, yeah, yeah, and and that he'll be the bigger person and reach out to his children. I mean, some cases, I mean, I think his oldest child is over 37 years old. And he hasn't had communication with them since they were maybe 15 years old. Wow. And so my, my biggest prayer is that he takes the initiative before he goes on because he is an older gentleman. Yeah. Um, and that he takes the initiative. I do think um, every child, you know, needs their parents. They need to... You know what I mean? And sometimes they may yes. not have that opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's important if if you... And it's, it's up to... I mean, everyone has free will. Everyone is free to choose. But I do think um, there, there needs to be healing, especially, like, with Alicia, too, um, from the father's standpoint. Yeah, I feel like a healthy relationship with 
school with parents um, really does a lot in in positive in the positive in positive and is very positive that's what I'm trying to say for a person mm-hmm. um, but what do you it, have to say? oh Sorry. can I add something real quick yes, yes go ahead I was gonna say but however it does take two parties this it's like my relationship with my mom I love I love my mom unconditionally and I know she loves me too but she has a lot of baggage that she's carrying I mean from the time she was born that she does not even want to address and she takes it out on us and just a whole bunch of toxicity and you know even to where we try to talk with her and be transparent with her and it just reverts back to oh I'm a horrible you know what I mean it just goes back and that's how you know okay she's not ready but I pray and hope that one day she will be so that you know before you pass or something you know like our relationship can be repaired and healed so it does take two parties to tango you know what I mean yes 100 percent and and hoping that that um, that they do see through your eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that basically, essentially, of course, I have a lot of healing to do and definitely it's the big one of, um, one of the big, one of the, th- I do have a lot of healing to do. And one of the sectors I have healing to do is, um, with my parents, of course, hundreds and thousands percent, um, and that's going to be done soon, really soon. Um, so I do agree with that. And um, But I already accepted how my parents are. I've already started accepting how both of my parents are. And it's been way easier um, in that aspect of things. But in general... But in general, um, I'm excited to heal just from all my traumas, period, from my relationship with my child. Do you think there was any anger towards me growing up with um, you having to be away from dad and me being closer to mom? um not necessarily I don't I wasn't jealous of you and mom's relationship I don't think I ever was and if I were maybe it'll be brought back up um I think I just you know you learn what you know you 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 pick up what you're taught you know what I mean and I guess just as how just as how and I and I don't I'm not trying to drag mom, but her toxic behavior can bleed into her children. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Well, yes. And 100%. that's and that's where you get generational generational curses or you know cycles, right? I think a lot of things. I I had a lot of anger growing up. Um, I think that just had a lot to do like just like with understanding why certain things were certain ways like why my dad couldn't be with us or I think a lot of it was rooted in my father the older that I you know get you know even my own identity so many things a lot of things stems from the absence of a father and even with how some of the things that mom dealt you know and I I regret, you know, and I, I'm trying not to cry, but oh I regret, you know, taking my anger out because, you know, I, I used to take my anger out on Alicia 
and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't good you know and it you know um of course there were moments in life where we got close you know like with the whole Scotland thing and everything that happened there like you know and that's a whole other story um but truth be told you know I didn't realize a lot of um toxic behaviors and traits that I had until you know I became a Christian and you know God began to do a change within me and that's why you know I I believe and I hope for my parents that that they will come to the realization that oh my goodness I need to change I need to change not only for myself but for my children for people around me because the decisions that you make the things that you do not only impact your own self but people around you and people who you may even never even meet you know what I mean you've got people who yes. says oh my great-grandfather was an alcoholic then my grandfather was an alcoholic and now my dad is an alcoholic and I'm a borderline alcoholic. Old boy never met his great grandfather, but he got that 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 um that struggle from yeah, him because he started down. it. It passed down. Yeah. Right. Generational curses. Like. You see what I mean? So I think um I my prayer is that the there they will decide, they will recognize and realize and a lot of times they may not recognize what they're doing a lot of people do not recognize how toxic their behavior and their traits are you know people say oh why is this person negative all the time why is this person pessimistic all the time and a lot of times they may not even realize that they're being pessimistic yes and then they have that click one day like oh my goodness like I just heard myself talk I'm actually <laughs> really pessimistic let me change that you know and and so going back to that, you know, um, there were a lot of things that I regret, a lot of pain and anger that I did take out on Alicia. And I was just a very selfish individual back then. And that's something that I'm working on now. You know, but I just cared think, about. Sorry, mm -hmm. but do you think that made your relationship stronger? No. No, like, like even though you guys had like that, that conflict with each other you guys are no like you guys are going into being closer now like you oh yes like what yep. I'm saying both of you like the relationship between both of you became stronger after the the struggles you guys went through together in your relationship being sisters um yes I, yes that, and no. that, Go ahead, I, Alicia. Think that, I think what made us stronger was my daughter 100% my daughter mm -hmm. um but, yes, I, to answer that question, it's definitely my daughter. Yes. Yeah. But I wanted to add, before we continue, in those moments, we were close, i.e., okay. when we were in Scotland. Yeah, we but were, that's like we had to be. We had to, like, we, like, we had... I mean, what is the saddest memory that you have of us, Aish? Uh, maybe that will be in Scotland, I don't know. What is the saddest memory that from our childhood that you have that you know has to do with both of us? Um, um I don't think all you want. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I think there were a lot. Um 
I think... I guess, um... I guess, like, my... I wouldn't say saddest moment, but I think my biggest... Like, what I wish that I can, um turn around kind of like if I could go back was like not ignoring you for like two years or a year um I think that like till this day I'm just like irked you know kind of like like that wasn't that wasn't good that that I would say that like in a way where you should have been a bigger sister to me like since you're my big sister Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I needed you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even... That's okay. You know, like, teenage years, you know, like, I think um, we were both kind of fending for ourself, ourselves. Literally. Um, and I just And in wish... Scotland, fending for ourselves. Yeah, I just... So did you did you feel like you had no one but yourself? So that's why you were acting that way too. Like that's a great question. That is a good. We do work two different ways. (laughs) I I experienced that when I shut my sisters out because I I too relate to hearing you guys talk to each other. I I could relate so much. Like looking back to to I had moments where I said ugly things to my sister. Like I didn't want to go out with them. I would, we we would live in the same house, not talk to each other at all. Um, and where I started putting in my head, I have no one but me. So I started telling myself, I don't care if I have no relationship with my sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something I told myself. Yeah, and and what made our relationship stronger was actually like my bio dad. Like mm-hmm. him coming into our life mended our our, our relationship. Where I mean, it's not perfect, but. I look back to, to to the point where I even chose some guy to, I you know, because then that was another story itself. But I was like, I'd rather pick this guy. Even he was isolating me from my sisters and I didn't mm. care, you know. And I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? Did I really do that? You know? Yeah. So, Aisha, I, I really feel you 100% like talking. And, and I think it's a blessing in itself that at our age we see that and that we're self aware. That we're mature enough. Oh my because God. Because it's better to be self aware now than being self aware when we're 50. And mm-hmm. honestly, there are people, even though I strongly have faith, that people will one, one, one day see, right? That really mm-hmm. see it open their eyes. Sometimes there are people that never do. And and even looking yep. at our parents and seeing them with their traumas, you know, like you guys talking about your mom and how she's, you know, her age where she doesn't, she lets her traumas onto you guys and you guys see that. And then it's a blessing in itself where you guys go, I don't want to do that to my kids or my family or my loved ones. So let me work on myself now. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I don't do that. And I think that's also a great thing that, has become in our generation where it's it's you know being a self-aware something that our parents generation it was non-existent Mm -hmm. especially in other cultures Mm -hmm. where there's no such thing as like therapy or like uh, or i'm not saying like you actually have to go there everyone has their ways of going to therapy but going to acknowledging that you have trauma right that's another one where a lot of people think that 
that it's uh, it's uh, humiliating to, re- to to acknowledge you have trauma, right? Or they mm-hmm. feel like their ego gets stepped on going, I need help. When in reality, that there that has nothing to do with that. It's okay. It's definitely okay to acknowledge that you need help. Um, and, and instead so, of being shameful of it, or exactly, growth is so important, and I'm so happy that we all realize that. So I, yeah, I think it's beautiful that um, how self-aware you both have become. Again, the more self-aware we will be, right? As as we keep getting older, and and the fact that y- your daughter. And see, that's another one. I strongly believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You were meant to have your daughter because you look at your relationship now, right? With mm-hmm. with your sister. It's you know, insanely things happen. good. Like, things get put in our life, right? Um, God for a puts reason. moments in our life because there's supposed to be an outcome from it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Alicia, she, you never planned to get pregnant, right? I Absolutely rage, not. Right? But then look what's coming out. Not only did she save your life, right? But she saved your sisterhood, right? Between mm-hmm. each other, too. So I think that's... Oh, wow. What a... Absolutely. What an angel. Yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Stephanie. Beautiful. Definitely. Period. No, Steph, you got it right on the... Nail, no, like, nail. nail on the head just, or whatever. I was just listening, you know, and I get, I've been getting chills. And honestly, if I was right looking at both of you, I'd be crying. Like, oh, I'm so it's funny because it's like we didn't even go in insane detail it's just scratching the surface there's so many stories from my childhood (laughs) there's a lot but yes stephanie you you hit it right on the nail especially with isla because there was a point in time um before isla was conceived and everything like that that i really wanted to um repair my relationship with alicia i i wanted that Mm -hmm. And um, it was like the end of 2019. And I remember we took a trip um, for Alicia's birthday. We went to a winery and stuff like that. And it was it was not the best. You know what I mean? We yeah. had like our arguments and stuff. And then we ended up leaving early. And I just remember going back home and just being really sad because I'm like, how how will our relationship ever No, I didn't know you repair? were sad. Yeah, girl, I didn't tell you, girl. I wouldn't have told no, you. No, you didn't tell me, girl. Dang. I didn't know that you were sad about that. I was. I, I really was. And I just, I felt hopeless. You know what I mean? Aww. But, like, I pray. Like, I remember praying to God about it. Y'all, let, let me tell you something. Okay? There's power in prayer. All right? <laughs> and, and I remember telling God. I, and I had my, like, you know, my coworkers praying and. You know, my friends, you know, yeah, like everybody for, know our business. No, not like that. But I'm like for kidding. a relationship to be restored. No, yeah. I will take you all the prayers any, anytime, anywhere. Because prayers really work. Like prayers are, I love. They, yeah. Yeah, they Power work for sure. for sure. Yeah. And I tell you what, like, you know, God really works in mysterious ways because although Alicia had a very, and you know, I'm sure y'all will talk about it later on in other podcasts. Alicia went through a crisis pregnancy. So she had hyperemesis, which is like extreme morning sickness. She preeclampsia, went septic, almost mm-hmm. freaking died. Thank God I'm here today. To Insane yeah. pregnancy story, honestly. When you told me when you've told me stuff from your pregnancy, oh my gosh. A miracle. Insane, right? Yeah, it's, it's a miracle that you're alive, right? Mm-hmm. It actually is. All the nurses when I after I gave birth were like 
thank God you came to the hospital because if you didn't, you would have been dead. They say they see a lot of women die from what I had, and they're like, thank God you came just in time. When it's not your time, it's not your time. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, and, and so, like, with Isla, you know, like, with Alicia going through that sickness, you know, during that, that allowed us to grow closer because... Um, because, you know, I would, I would be there every weekend, like trying to help Alicia any way that I could, you know what I mean? I couldn't be there on the weekdays, but every weekend I would go up and I would spend time with her. Like I'll try to help her, like, you know what I mean? Just in any way that I could like clean up or, you know, just even just being there, being a listening ear, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, if I couldn't be there during the weekdays, she would call and I would answer and I would talk with her and just try to encourage her. And it's so, like that role of like being an older sister was she was she had the opportunity to kind of step up into that role mm-hmm. when you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even when yeah. I told her, you know, obviously I was shocked, really nervous, sad, di- didn't tell anyone yet. Well, I told my friends, but you know what I mean? Like family wise, I didn't tell mom or anything like that. And telling her that I was pregnant and her reaction was so beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, like my sister, like she's going to be here for me. And that was like a really mm-hmm. awakening moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, because she called girls, Stephanie girl, she caught me out of the loop because I thought she was she was calling and stuff. And, you know, she was talking about how she had sex. And so knowing her being a virgin, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's fine. It happens. You know, I was just trying to. But then she began to say she was pregnant. And, you know, it just. And you had that dream. Yes. Yes. The fishes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Stephanie. Yes, girl. So my friend literally like two weeks before I had a dream about a fish and you know my friend Joseph he was like oh well normally like if you have a dream about a fish somebody in your family is pregnant I said impossible and then you know <laughs> you get, I got this phone call and everything so yeah she's so. literally collapsed by the cows which my favorite animals are cows anyway she collapsed by the cows crying her eyes out I'm like are you mad and disappointed in me she was like no I mean I'd rather you be married but I'm super excited to be an aunt I'm super happy I'm like what <laughs> yeah it, the the how a baby unites you know yeah it, the, I've heard that so many times Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she really did. Yeah, and I love, I love how Aisha's like, what? Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was so strong on like getting married, having my stuff together, having my traumas figured out before I have a kid. Like I was so, that was my rule. Like it was not, I did not, everybody I told was like unexpected because Alicia pregnant out of everybody. Like all my friends were having sex, very sexually active. Everybody was having sex. But to me to say I was pregnant was a shock to everybody because they're like, Alicia the Virgin is pregnant. Like, that, I, they never saw it coming. Like, and just how I was. Like, my values, like, how I carried myself, they just never expected it. Everybody was shocked. Like, they were like, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm shocked. Like, wow. you know, but it turned out beautifully. I love my daughter. I'm obsessed with her. I have no regrets at all um, mm-hmm. having my daughter because, I mean, it happened the way it happened. And How could you with the cute face she had? And just, I yeah. Know. And, and that's just the goodness she brought cream. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she just that's brought so much goodness in my life. And it's actually her birthday on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> She's going to be one. <laughs> Oh yes! Wow, time flies. I think like yesterday she was like four months old. Literally. Mhm. Wow. Hi. How do you feel that she's gonna be one? Are you like 
sad. I'm definitely going to cry. I'm kind of sad because she's growing up and um, she's just a whole different baby now. I still love her, but it's just adjusting to every single phase she's going through. And it just makes me sad that she's not a tiny little baby anymore and she never will be. Like, that's it. Like, that year was done and that's it. I will never get it back. And it's just like they're only a baby one time and they're only like the precious little being one time. And so it's just really sad for me to see that she's getting older. Her personality, she's talking more. Like, she's learning a lot of things. She's actually messing up and, um... She just got into the, all the lotions and everything. Wow. Um, <laughs> but she's, like, pulling everything down. But I'm, like, I don't care anything to record this podcast. But, yeah. So, it's just, like, she's just growing up. And she's just a, her own little toddler. Even though she's not a toddler yet. She's, like, transitioning into that phase. And it's just very new to me. And it's <laughs> very, like, emotional for me. Because she's not a tiny baby anymore. That just, like, lays in my arms and, like, cuddles me all day. And stares at you. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's like, no, she slaps your face. She slaps me. She bites me. She's interacting with me. She's getting frustrated now. Like, she's just a toddler, like, literally mm-hmm. a full blood toddler. And it's crazy because I see myself having to, like, adjust to that because I get triggered really easily by a lot of things. And so I'm doing the gentle parenting approaches, like, no hitting, all that stuff. And so it's been, it's actually been pretty good. It's, it's hard at first, but then it's like you just adjust to, like, being gentle. Because it's just what's best, in my opinion, for my daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, my mom would put, because she didn't want to, you know, she told did me. Did you say cold showers? Where, yeah, because my mom was like, there's moments, you know, that you do want to, like, slap your baby sometimes. Because you're so, like, mad, you know. And I even saw a video. I know people are going to be like, what the fuck? I'm like, I've seen that <laughs> <a> while. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, I saw videos. Even a woman, she just, I mean, her baby, I think, turned one. And she said, she was like, I'm going to be honest, and I don't care if I'm going to get comments, but she was like, there were moments where I just wanted to, like, give my baby to someone so I wouldn't, mm-hmm. like, you know, overreact and do something that I didn't want to do. Because there's moments of that. And my mom told me, she told me, when you have kids, you will have those moments. Mm-hmm. So what she would do was put us in super ice cold water, you know, just to calm us down so they wouldn't do anything, even though that was traumatic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny I know some people make their kids hold weights mm-hmm. oh my gosh really make them hold weights in the hot sun outside yeah oh god mm-hmm. oh my goodness I prefer the cold water <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my god so Aish what is your most favorite let's do a little lighthearted. what's your most favorite memory that we had growing up uh oh lord I would say oh my goodness don't hit me but I would say, like, when we used to play Kitty. Are you freaking kidding me? What? Kitty. Oh, God. Are you freaking would... kidding me? That's, like, the best moment you've had? Well, no. Or, like, oh happiest? Goodness. Um, I would say, well, I, mm, uh, that's When we play Kitty. Okay, Kitty's a game where I would have to run and chase, um, my cousin and Aisha and pretend to be a kitty and chase them around the house. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, Aww. it was great. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's just so weird. I know, I know. I Girl, I would play the pool and my mom would be like, um, like the, the, I don't know, like the, the, the sea animal or something and like mm. <laughs> follow us all over the pool and we, that was like the best game for me. That was oh, like, yeah, because yeah, they would always make me be the kitty. I don't know why they named it that. I think it's because I used to meow and like run around the house. Yes, it was fun. And like chase them oh, and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Oh man, another one. 
would have to be kind of like um, when we when Alicia and I used to jump on the bed. Like, you know what I mean? Like before we go to sleep, we would jump on the bed and then Alicia will have a routine. You know, I know she's going to hit me this weekend when I see her, but like she would pee on the bed all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm peepee girl. Yeah. I, just simple moments, I think, that just have Little a profound things, impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Aww. like jumping on the bed or us watching High School Musical. Oh my I mean, god, like, High School Musical late at night was the best. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of our cha- one, of my fa- one of my favorite cha- favorite happiest moments where I felt super close to you was one when we had joint birthdays. That was always super fun. Mm-hmm. Or two when we would be when we used to uh, sleep in the same room and we would like yes. get in our PS PS was it PSP. No, it was like a portable DVD player. Yeah, but at one point we also had PSPs and watch a bunch of movies. Yes. And, oh yeah, and the DVD player and watch mm-hmm. what like Incredibles. We watched Incredibles like twenty times. Yes, yeah, Stephanie, we just rewatched movies. Oh, like, I did over the same with my sister. That's all I, we had, and we didn't want to go to sleep, so we were sneaking behind our mom's back, aw. and we would just stay up late and watch um, on our DVD player, and that was like so fun because I felt super close to her. Yeah. She never liked to be touched growing up; like I couldn't touch her. Like I would have, yeah, we would have to sleep on the opposite ends of each other. <laughs> <laughs> but she would be like, but it was like our way of like bonding in a way, aw. even though I couldn't like touch her and we couldn't sleep like next to each other. We had to sleep on the opposite sides. Um, so funny yeah i used to look forward to that it was so fun to like sneak with her and like watch her show or movies every night Mm. it's so fun don't you wish sometimes to go back and live like those really nice simple moments yes oh yeah especially like the high school musical camp rock days oh my god i remember when for camp rock first came out we were so pumped and like ah it was just great Mm-hmm. If I could go back, like, my, my sisters and I, we were obsessed with Wings Club growing up. Like, that's, like, that was, like, our thing. And we would just rewatch all the episodes, like, on YouTube. But at that time, they didn't have it in English. So they, because it's an Italian show. So we, would <laughs> watch, so we would watch it in Italian, but we wouldn't understand what they were saying. But we would just, like, <laughs> we would watch every episode and, like, live, like, their expression. Like, I remember, like, my sister and I, we go, remember when we would watch it in Italian? I'm like, I know. We didn't even know it was Italian, right? Because we were so young, we didn't know. We were just like, it's Wings Club. We have to watch it. And then we would watch... um, and then Alvin and the Chipmunks for some reason. We oh, we loved we would, Alvin too. We would yeah, watch the movies. That. Yes, we would rewatch those movies. Like it was every single night. Like that's like my like a memory that I love. Like it would be like until three, four, six in the morning. We would like mm-hmm. it'd be late at night and just rewatch. And did y'all and, used to do it sneaky too, or y'all supposed to be sleeping? No. Like, I, I, like, luckily, like our parents let us have like the weirdest schedules in the summer. But it was always in the summer. Mm. Um, but I mm, during school times, yes, we would we would see TV like um, like those late channels. Like on, it was always Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. We would we would see um, because of course we had school the next day. But yeah, we would stay up and watch. I forgot it was like this bunny. I forgot the name, but it was like a Disney Channel um, show. Like you know, like those late shows that they would put like after. Like, maybe eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. the reruns. Yes, yes. So we would watch those, but... But, uh If you could change one thing about our relationship... Sorry. If you could change one thing about our relationship, what would it be, Aish? Like, out of our whole life? Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I 
like I I do wish things were different, like I handle things different, but I like I would say nothing. Same. I would say nothing because all of those experiences joined together, it's brought us to where we are today. You I know. Agree. So Yeah, we are who we are from our mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. So Back. like there's a saying that you you should be grateful um for your mistakes actually mm-hmm. like they're in itself are blessings because then if you didn't do that then you wouldn't have realized um things that you realize now if you wouldn't have um which is hard to to see them as mm-hmm. um as a like being grateful for them but yeah. but i agree with you yeah mm-hmm. alicia when do you think your relationship with alicia got stronger and where are you guys now I would say the the biggest point was when Alicia became pregnant um, because we spent a lot more time. And I, I've, I know for me personally, I was in a place where I genuinely wanted to for my relationship with Alicia to grow and for me to be a big sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I would say, especially when she became pregnant and we spent more time with one another and um, even just learning about patience, which I'm still learning about, but just being patient um, and just listening, being a listening ear and just being there for Ooh, her. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that's what that's what we all need. We need somebody to listen to, you know, when we're venting or, you know, if we have problems, you know, that's what friends are for, to help one another, to be accountable for one another to help find a solution to the problems that you may face in life. And so yeah, I would no say- one else would have experienced what we experienced together. No one else would get it as mu- as good as we would get Each it other. like about our parents and like everything that went on. So it's like, it feels really good now to have someone to like vent to who understands fully what I had to go through in our childhood without having to explain so much or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, it's kind of like a relief for me to like be close to you now because it's almost like just, it just feels good to know that I have my sister there, an older sister there whenever I need to. And I don't have to feel like I'm not good enough or not cool enough to talk to her. And I don't have to feel like I'm going to be judged fully or I'm going to feel like she's going to hate me or like leave me in the next month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why get close to her now if she's going to leave me in the next month? Like I don't have to feel that way. Like I just know for sure for a fact that you're going to be my life for a very long time. And I'm just really excited to grow up our kids together and like have a life together and have a life with my sister in my life as well because for a very long time I was like "Uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna have a relationship with my sister like I don't know if it'll ever be good or strong or whatever because we just don't see eye to eye we're completely different we could never coexist but I'm really proud of us that this last two years that we've literally coexisted so well and we literally have each other's backs like if anyone says any shit about my sister like you're going down and that's just mm-hmm. it like period. Too. like we're just so strong and I just love that about our relationship I love how it grows so much and I'm so proud to have you as a sister your growth is insane like your anger issues are out the window like there's so many things that you've gotten like you've improved on now that I'm just shook to see like the growth in you and it's the fact that you know you want to go help the communities and you're so like strong little helping the world and people and just like you're so into your faith and just like you're just such a great w- g- woman really and it's just 
I cannot wait for you to get married and have kids and, like, go through that journey because you're going to be such a great mom. You're going to be such a great wife. You're going to be such a great, just a great person on this earth. And I'm just so proud to call you my sister, ultimately. Like, seeing from where you came from to where you are now, I'm shook. Like, I just ne- would have never thought um, you would be where you are now or wanting to do, wanting to do the stuff that you want to do now, like, your aspiration goals-wise. And so... I'm just really insanely proud of you, and I'm so excited to, like, continue this journey of our friendship getting stronger, friendship, relationship, and sisterhood getting stronger and stronger and stronger each and every year, and I can't wait. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. excited. And this, it's, it's all glory to God, and, you know, the same to you, Alicia, you know what I mean? Like, you've always had my back, you know, even when, you know, I wasn't the best to you and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just seeing you, you've always had that maturity and that, well, you know, you used to lose a lot of things, girl. Sometimes you were like a chicken without a head, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but like to even see the maturity. I'm just really dramatic. Me too, girl. High five. (laughs) I'm so dramatic and emotional right now. High five. Because, but I, I love hearing you guys say this and it's something my parents have told me a lot and despite even through the downs that I've had with my sisters but in the end of the day and on this earth you two have only each other if like if you really narrow it down you in the end of it all even when your parents pass you guys have each other so that's something my parents have installed with my sisters even when we've had like months where we wouldn't talk they would say you guys have each other. You guys need to strengthen your bond because in the end of the day, worst case scenario, whatever happens, even if you guys are in completely different parts of the world, those th- th- those are that's who really is going to be there for you. They've always instilled that. So um, that's why I, we've been wanting, even though we had a lot of downs and, and what we we still will have, you know, arguments. Like no no relationship is perfect, but being Everyone able to arguments. right, but being able to go. And not go back to how you used to handle things, right? Like, with my sisters, I used to be like, oh, there was an argument. I would I would go a month, maybe, or more without talking. Exactly. I think it's just right? practicing healthy arguments. Healthy. Like, like, yes. um, like, you know how it's like a conversation. Like, it, it, obviously, yes, you're passionate. Like, my sister's a very passionate person, way more passionate than I am. Um, and so she'd be getting passionate with me, and I'd be like, okay, like okay you know it's just a way of like reaction to it like how do you react yes. you know what I mean? mindfulness mindfulness is, yes is, and yes. really really honing in on your triggers because i have a lot of triggers and my sister she doesn't really she doesn't trigger me anymore but i feel like if, if she were to trigger me like how i used to be, get triggered by some things back then like i would react in a different way so like really like thinking like why does this get me mad why does this get me angry when yes. my sister does this or when my friend does this or whoever you're talking to like mm-hmm. really like pay attention to your feelings and emotions on why are we acting in a certain way like how does it actually make you feel not really that like the person but why does that make you feel that way because I feel like emotions and feelings are very important to pinpoint off the bat because that's really where it's stemming from. You know what I mean? Yes, like my therapist told me, don't react. Feel the feeling, right? If, if they said something that made you mad, you could be angry. Just don't react, right? Because we never react 
the best when we're too happy, too sad, too mad, right? Like this, this, this. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't with you. Shut the door, which is something I would always do, right? The minute my sisters would say something that I would totally disagree with, I'd stand up and leave, right? Mm. But then at that point, how are you ever going to have a conversation, right? If I keep doing that. So then now whenever I I hear something that I don't necessarily agree with, I sit down. I still sit down and I'll say, well, I don't agree, but I don't get up and I'm not mad. And and it wasn't until like a couple days ago where one of my sisters was like, wow, Stephanie, like you've come a long way with your temper. I was like, I'm happy for you. (laughs) I'm so happy for you, Steph, because stuff like that is really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's really hard. Like, triggers really And it doesn't, and I still, like, the other day I had a moment where I did leave, you know? But again, that was like, you know, one out of like, yeah, no, we all have our moments. I'm right? pretty sure if me and my sister lived with each other, we would still be arguing sometimes like that. Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But um, I would never know because we're never going to live with each other anymore. But um, I'm pretty sure if we did live with each other, there would still be, like, heated, passionate arguments. Oh, yeah. So, you know, focusing on still being together, still, you know, waking up the next day and maybe, like, you know, talking it through because it, at the end of the day, you know, our our siblings, right, our, like, but with my sisters, at the end of the day, until I get... When I get older, that's who I really have that's going to have my back. And, you know, this is crazy that you're Mm -hmm. saying that because I remember a couple years ago. This is not like 2018, 2019, um, 2017. I was in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, if my mom dies, all I have is my sister. And that sucks. Like, I used to say, (laughs) like, that freaking sucks. All I have is my sister. Like, she doesn't even like me, love me. Like, it's just that would suck. If my mom were to die, that's literally all I have. And, like, what the hell am I going to do with that? So I'm so happy that now I could truly freaking say, now and last year, I could truly say, like, I, if my mom dies, I have my sister, and I'm so lucky. Like, I'm so grateful, and I'm so lucky. Aww, because I love that. And I, I'm so happy and proud. I could cry thinking about it. Like, my emotions toward my sister back then, mm-hmm. to they are now, is a complete shift. It's insane. I can't, I can't even, like, I can't even describe how amazing yeah. our relationship is in my eyes, and, like, Literally, I'm just so grateful to know that I'm going to have her with me in my life, in my adult years, when my mom does pass away. Well, my mom mm-hmm. is not going to pass away anytime soon, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. when we're older, you know. And it's just going to be just a beautiful relationship with us regardless where I move or where she moves or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I mean, I think it's really awesome, and the importance of sisterhood is very important. You know, I think being around and you know I work with women on a daily basis women are very difficult people you know what I mean very. I think everyone is whether they're a man or a woman yeah whatever. males are difficult too yeah but I think the most the most beautiful thing about human interaction is that every relationship challenges you how does it challenge you to be a better person how does it challenge you not necessarily compromise on certain things but finding a middle ground to where you can understand that person and for that said person to understand you and I think that's the most important thing about relationships that they're always growing that they're there for accountability and that they're there for support most importantly you know what I mean oh wow that was beautiful I you really put something new in my mind you know every Every relationship challenges you. I like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And this is the same even with Alicia and I like, and I'm grateful because I know that if I need something or if, you know, I'm going through something, I know that she has my back 100%. Literally. And 
And it's the same for me. Like I've gotten to the point where I know that if she needs something or she needs help with anything, I'm there to help her out a hundred percent. You know what like, I mean? Like I literally feel comfortable just like call her up or text her. Like what the hell? Like that's insane. Like that's mm-hmm. huge, you know, for us. And I'm just ooh, I'm so excited. But that's beautiful. I'm so yes. excited to see you guys. Keep growing your sisterhood and see you guys grow in in your separate lives and and being united because that is definitely important. And I'm happy that you guys were able to mend it, mend your relationship young, you know, at our age. And I hope anyone listening to this really makes, you know, think, look back to to relationships. I don't know, sibling relationships. I bet there's a lot of people that... um, don't have the best relationships with their siblings and 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 no it's never too late i feel even even not only siblings but mother father or if if it's you pushing your parents away or vice versa it's it's never too late to pick up the phone and Mm -hmm. sending them i love you you know yes absolutely absolutely and with that with that being said we're wrapping it up (laughs) lol i hope that you guys enjoyed our episode and i really hope that it was a great story that y'all got really into and were able to get something from it like steph said um with these podcasts we really hope to really inspire some of you or even just like if you hear something that resonates with you, let us know on our Instagram um, at the Undisclosed Truth Podcast. You can leave us a DM or write in our comments. And we also do like fun interactive stories at times. So you can go on there and put in your responses or um, respond to us. But also too, ultimately, I um, hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'm really happy that you got, guys got to um, get to know my sister a little bit more. This is my really my yes. personal wife out here, right? Um, Thank so- you for having me. Yes, thank you for being so vulnerable. We'll definitely have you on a future episode for sure. For sure, something more lighthearted. Yeah, and thank y'all for y'all's transparency. I'm telling you guys, and even making a platform for many other people to share, you know, their own personal stories and, um, you know, how they got through it to be able to help others. You know what I mean? Unbeknownst to you, a lot of times we just don't realize the impact that. You know, or you guys may not even realize the impact that you guys may have on whether it be one person or 10 people or even 200 or 2,000, 200,000 people who will listen, you know, in the future. You just never know. So keep it up, man. Thank you, Aish. Thank you so much. I'm afraid. <laughs> I hope that, thank you so much, Aish. It means a lot, those kind words. Um, and with that being said, I hope you guys have a great day, great night, a great afternoon while listening to this. And tune in for next Wednesday. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye, you guys. Bye.